Welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Muentes, and I am your resident extrovert. I'm excited to talk about this topic today with you guys, but before we get started, please like and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, leave a comment, or ring that notification bell and get notifications every single time we drop a new episode. Um, I am thankful to you guys. You guys are great listeners. And uh, yeah, today's topic is going to be a fun one. I'm going to nerd out again with you guys. And this particular nerd out is going to be on airplanes. Wow, that's random, isn't it? Uh, I am so excited to talk about airplanes. So excited that I'm recording this episode for the second time. Uh, because I didn't check to see if there was a little sound going on in the background, and I recorded the entire episode uh, with that sound going through. So let's not have that sound going through, so you guys don't have this sound going through. Um, Yeah, let's talk about airplanes. So most people don't really know how airplanes work. They just kind of know that they go up, they go down, they take you across the sea, sometimes they crash, sometimes they don't. Most times they don't, hopefully, and uh, they are never fun to pay for. Airlines are the worst at customer service, and uh, we all wish that airlines were just better, better than what they are. But that's really all we know about airplanes. We know that the experience isn't necessarily the best, except when you're a kid and you just feel like throwing your hands up in the air and going, woo, every single time the airplane takes off. And every time that it lands, not that I still do that. Um, So, yeah, airplanes. If you don't know how they work, um, you're in not good company right now because I know how they work. But um, you will be in good company because you will know how they work after this. So it's super cool. But actually, you will be in good company because, you know, the, the, the science is still kind of the jury is out on whether or not this is exactly how they work, we just know that they work. So I'm going to give you kind of some some idea. So I was listening to, and I listen to a lot of science podcasts, lots of science YouTube channels, and I really enjoy listening to them. And I listen to a lot of aviation and um, airplane YouTube channels. And this one airplane YouTube channel that I, I listen to, uh, and then subsequently another after that, um, they were talking about the science of lift and how there is actually still some debate as to how lift is generated. Uh, if you don't know what lift is, lift is what makes the airplane go up and down, up and down. Um, and that lift is generated somehow. So when you look at an airplane, you see typically it's the same thing. It's kind of like this big, long tube that has these wings jutting out. It kind of resembles what in a bird, because uh, birds have wings, and they generate lift with those wings. Um, and so, you know, this airplane, this tube has these wings stinging out, and then on those wings, uh, what people will often put on them is either a jet engine or propeller engines or different types of engines. And most people just think, okay, the engines make it move 
the engines make it fly? And yes, it is a simple answer, just like that. You could leave it there. Um, but as I was telling a friend uh, over the weekend, I don't like leaving things at a place where you know there's still so many other variables uh, to understand and to uncover. And so we're going to do that together, and I'm going to walk you through this. So an airplane, what is lift? How does it generate? Well, the science is still out on that one. Uh, there's still a lot of debate on what actually the lift is, but the effect is the same. The actual plane is going up and going down. So we're going to talk about kind of the bigger understanding, and that is high pressure and low pressure. And how the high pressure and the low pressure interact is what is being debated a lot still, but... I will st I will talk about it like this. Um, you can go out and learn yourself some more about these planes and, and lift and stuff and uh, decide for yourself which one you would like to adhere to. But I adhere to this one because I think it makes the most sense. Um, there is high pressure on top of the wing and there is, uh, or sorry, there is high pressure on the bottom of the wing and there is low pressure on the top of the wing. And that is due to the fact that there is a curve in the wing. So if you look at a wing, it looks like a teardrop, except that teardrop is happening on the top side of the wing. That creates a longer form, longer distance for air to travel across that wing. But on the bottom side, there's a shorter distance for that air to cross that wing. That creates a layer of high pressure below and a layer of low pressure above. And when, I don't know if you learned this in science class, you may have just slept through science class and never heard this, but what happens with high pressure and low pressure? High pressure always wants to go to low pressure. Um, and I learned that in meteorology because uh, we talk about high pressure systems, low pressure systems, and what is going on in those systems and high pressure is always wanting to go to low pressure. Now, I suppose anything can happen. So low pressure could want to go to high pressure in some special instance, not any instance that I can think of in my head right now, but I'm sure that it can happen uh, at some point and in some way, in some anomaly. Um, but, you know, regularly, let's talk about things that are happening in a normal, everyday, regular manner. High pressure is always wanting to go to low pressure. And you'll notice this because if there's a room that has a lot, a lot of pent up air inside of it, and then you open up the door, that air is gonna rush out into the hallway. Um, and that's because there is higher pressure in there and there's low pressure outside. Let's talk about your uh, soda can. If you open up a soda can, there is a lot of high pressure in there. And as you open that soda can, you're going to hear the sound of all that pressure built up and coming out. It's wanting to go out and it's wanting to reach some sort of equilibrium. And that's exactly what happens. Once you open that enough that that air can go out, it will push itself all the way through and then you will have equilibrium happen at some point. Um, and that's the same thing for those bubbles that are inside of the drink. The bubbles, though they're going to move a little bit slower, 
they have a little bit of pressure inside of each of those bubbles. And once they hit the top of the of the drink and that bubble gets cut off, that pressure goes. And that's what causes your soda to be flat. Um, I don't know that anyone has like posited anything on this, but I have a theory as to why your soda goes flat when you know you still have a bunch of soda in your bottle, but the bottle is uh, is screwed on or like the cap is screwed on. Um, and my theory is that the soda that's there, if you were to be able to put a seal just above where that soda line is, instead of at the very top of that bottle, let's say you drank half of the bottle. If you were to able be able to put a seal there, the soda wouldn't get flat because there's not enough space in with that seal next to the top of that soda line there's not enough space for any amount of big pressure to leave the soda and it has to stay within the actual um drink but with a brand new bottle or, or with the the bottle half drank and you just screwing on a cap at the top that whole area of the bottle that is empty is now space for all of the gases inside of the soda to climb up and disperse into that space until the next time that you open that bottle and it all gets released into the air. That's my theory on why soda goes flat, and I'm sticking to it. I have thought about that for years, and so in good musing of an extrovert taste, I shared it with you because that was amusing of this extrovert. So let's get back to planes. Uh, so high pressure, low pressure. High pressure is going on the low side, on the bottom side. Low pressure on the top, and high pressure is always wanting to push to low pressure. Um, and so that's what generates the lift on the wings. Uh, and the wings start climbing up because that low pressure or that higher pressure is greater than the low pressure on top, and it's always trying to get to some sort of equilibrium. So it's going to pull those wings all along with it. Now, the cool thing about planes is that you have multiple types of propulsion, and that's the part that I really love. And, you know, I'm going to talk about three different types of propulsion. There are other types of propulsion out there um, that are used in planes and, and other flying vehicles, but I'm going to talk about three types that I know about at least enough about that I feel like I can share about and confidently. Um, and that is the propeller engine, the jet engine, and the ramjet engine. So stick around till the end to hear about the ramjet because it's super cool. Uh, and it's probably the one that I know the least amount of out of the three, but it is super cool. And uh, actually, that's really funny. Super cool. That's ironic. Uh, anyway, so I love the propeller engine this is the kind of engine that you are going to see on planes that uh have like that are really small so you have bush planes you have cessna airplanes you have the one seaters the two seaters uh even old old planes that are you know that have those two cockpits that are open air those kinds of planes you're going to see the propeller on there are multiple different types of setups that you could have for a propeller engine but what they do is just the same. The propeller is what pushes the plane forward. Now, 
I used to think that the propeller just blew air past the wings. And when it does that, it causes lift on the wings. But here's something that I didn't understand. If it just blew air past the wings, how did the airplane move forward? You know, like what it doesn't have anything behind it to push against. You know, if you push air against a wall, you're going to move forward, right? Um, or, you know, if you, you push against a wall, you move in the opposite direction that you're pushing. And that's, you know, kind of what you would expect with air too, is like when you push against it, it's going to push against that and you are going to go in the opposite direction. Well, that's not exactly how propeller planes work. Um, because if you think about it this way, if you're just blowing air past the wings and there's nothing behind you all the time to push that air off of, then you are not going to be able to move forward thinking in that manner that air has to push against something in order for you to move. Now, here's an, another theory. You could just, it could just be that when you push air in one direction that you'll go in that direction. But I think we don't see that with fans. So if you put a fan in your uh living room you know on a table it's it's heavier than the air that it is moving right so it's not going to move back unless the air that it is moving is at higher pressure enough high pressure to cause the movement to be enough force for that fan to move so it's not necessarily that air is pushing behind. So what is it? Well, in that fan example, I just told you a hint. It's high pressure and low pressure. And that's exactly what's going on with a prop plane. So a prop plane, what it does is right in front of that propeller. And so propellers, propeller planes, they use two propellers in the front, typically. And they sometimes have more than just two. But they use two propellers in the front. And those propellers are angled in such a way that they are going to cause when the propellers are spinning in a centrifugal way. Um, when they do that, they're going to cause an area of low pressure right in front of the plane, right in the very front. And so when it's moving slowly, what it's going to do is all it's going to do is push air in that direction, right? yes but when it's moving fast what is it going to do it's going to pull the propeller which is attached to the airplane it's going to pull that propeller forward and that's the super cool part about it it causes that low pressure in front high pressure behind and that pulls that plane forward through the air and then what happens is the faster that you move that propeller the higher the pressure in the in the back and the lower pressure in the front and that moves it faster and faster and faster until the high pressure um below the wings and the low pressure above become enough to generate lift in the vertical direction and so you're moving in the horizontal and then there's a vertical vector that's going on and it's pulling the plane up so that's a propeller plane and it's super cool. When I learned that, my mind was blown because I always thought it was just blowing air. But I want you to look at this. You can see it in your own home. 
if you look up at your ceiling fan, you can see that your ceiling fan has fan blades and the fan blades are typically going to be angled in a certain direction. What direction is that? Well, and I'm looking at mine currently, it is angled down. And why is that? Because that's the angle of attack that will cause air to move around the room. Um, and it's going to create an area of low pressure below, high pressure above, that's going to push air down and around um and different fans are going to do different things but that's typically how a fan is going to move air within your room and that's super cool that's science right there that's awesome um i feel like bill Nye the science guy science rules um yeah so super cool i really like airplanes um next one is the jet engine i don't quite know all as much as i know about the prop engine in the jet engine but what i do know is this that it has multiple fans so there are a bunch of fans within a jet engine and each fan moves um they have some fans that are moving in one direction another fan that's moving in a different direction and that somehow creates compression and then fuel is ignited and that creates pressure um, which is then released as thrust within a jet engine. Um, so jet engines can go faster. They use the word jet for a reason because they use jet fuel to create this combustion and this they release more potential energy. Jet fuel has more potential energy than gasoline does, and gasoline is what you use to uh, propel a prop plane. So um, those are prop and jet engine and this next one is super cool this next one is called the ramjet engine and that it sounds just like its name it is using the compressed air of supersonic moving air to cause compression and then use that compression and ignite fuel and then that creates thrust and that thrust is then used to move the vehicle forward. How does this work? It's a little bit of a mystery to me, but it is super cool because you can go at speeds of Mach 2, Mach 3 using ramjet engines. Like, what? That is just wild to me because, you know, a typical jet might go Mach 1, Mach 2 maybe, uh, but Mach 3, Mach 4, Mach 5, Mach 6... If you've seen uh, the new uh, Top Gun Maverick, well, I guess maybe I shouldn't share this. Yeah, I won't share it. Either way, there's there's a scene. I'll I'll share this part. There's a scene where um, someone is trying to fly really really fast, uh, and in Mach one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe ten. Um, so it's like super super cool. Uh, and you should totally watch it if you've never seen it. So, um, but yeah, that, that plane that he was flying that had a ramjet engine in it. Uh, and ramjet engines were used on the SR 72, I believe. Um, and the SR 72, it could fly at super duper high altitudes and fly so fast that no one could detect that it was in the air. Uh, and it's just super cool. So, uh, ramjet engines if you want to learn more about those definitely go youtube those um 
yeah, I'm I, I I really I love nerding out over scientific stuff, science and just cool things that we take for granted. Um, if you liked that and you want to hear some more fun sciencey things, uh, like for instance, I could talk for days about tsunamis because tsunamis are super cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I think everyone should understand how a tsunami works and what makes a tsunami happen. Um, you know, it's not just, oh, an earthquake happened, therefore a tsunami happened. It's a lot more intricate than just that, though it is that. It is just that, but it's all the things that are happening in between that are making it happen that way because of the earthquake is just super cool and mind-blowing, and I really loved learning about that. So if you want to learn about that, uh, if you want me to talk about it, please let me know. Uh, put it in the comments. Uh, again, like and subscribe. And also one more thing. If you know anyone who is looking for some digital advertising services, whether they just need to get more leads for their business, they're trying to figure out, they're running out of a word of mouth pool of people to get business for and they want to grow their business and, and continue to grow it, which you should always want to continue to grow. Um, if they need that, now is a time, now is a great time to jump into digital advertising, into advertising as a whole. Um, I think advertising should have been happening since the beginning, but digital advertising specifically makes a great tool in the tool belt of a business owner to grow their audience pool and grow their customer pool, those who have actually converted and exchanged dollars with you. Um, so if you want to know more about that, please uh, go to my contact page, which I will link in the description and uh, please fill out a, a form and I'll, I'll give you a call and we can talk about uh, driving leads for your business, driving uh, traffic to your website to convert on your uh, item, your, your product page. Um, and yeah, let's talk. So please, if you know anyone, please let them know, give them my information, uh, tell them about the podcast and yeah, until next time, I hope you have a great day.